Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after heartbreak. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I am a writer and an award-winning blogger. I am also the founder of the Divorce Retreat Heartache Hall, which you can find at heartachehall.com. It would make my day if you could subscribe and leave a review so more people can find this podcast. I would also love to hear from you. So contact me through Instagram at hharveywrites with your stories of divorce and heartbreak, any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you might want answering. And as always, you can find all the details from the episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After. This is a podcast where we explore all things divorce and heartache, but leave with hope. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey, and today we're talking about ways you can boost your mood during your divorce. Now, I can tell you from experience that, yes, getting divorced is really tough. In the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things. We're really strong and we're going to be really kind to ourselves so we don't have to just survive it. I went from barely surviving my divorce to actually thriving and here are a few things you can put in place now to make sure that you're really protecting and caring for yourself during this really challenging transition period. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is really important to look after yourself during your divorce. Oscar Wilde once said, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. And actually, this might be the first time that you've taken a moment to even get to know yourself, let alone starting to love yourself. During your divorce, it's very easy to live in a state of stress and not even realise it. It's when you are constantly ill or realise you're making terrible decisions or feeling stuck, or aggro, generally miserable, or a combination of all of the above, that's when you really need to take notice. But I'd say, just start looking after yourself now. Prevention, not treatment. And by the way, self-loathing is absolutely banned. Whichever way your marriage ended, it wasn't meant to be at this time. We learn the lessons as they present themselves. And in the meantime, even when we're sure we're a huge fuck up, we need to love ourselves. Self-care in all its forms is not only important for your mental health, but it's also vital for your physical health. Ignoring ignoring self-care can literally hurt you. And without your health, how can you move on or help anyone else? You can't pour from it an empty cup and all that. So here's some of my suggestions for how you can look after yourself when you need it most and hopefully it will transform your mood in the process. So the first port of call I think is breathing. (laughs) Breathing is insane. There's like whole books now out there about how we've forgotten its magical powers. So the way I do it is I sit cross-legged on the floor 
I close my eyes and I try and ground myself into the floor. You then take a really deep, slow breath in and imagine it going all the way down to your sitting bones and then slowly breathe out and do this 10 times. A really nice thing to visualize when you're doing this is that there are roots growing from where you're sitting down into the ground and it just really grounds you. And it's a great time to remind yourself that you're here and you're safe. Welcome to your body. And you know, this is an opportunity to feel your mood shift and give yourself the gift of breath. The second thing that's really great from shifting your um, energy is moving, doing some kind of exercise. It really doesn't need to be much. Even a walk in the fresh air is really powerful. And if you don't want to go out, there's tons of free YouTube things like, you know, hit sessions or yoga. But doing something will really help shift you away from any negative self-talk or feeling stuck. Number three would be to switch off social media. If you haven't already blocked your ex, I really would highly recommend you do that. Um, and it may seem dramatic, but seeing what they're up to is highly unlikely to make you feel better. So do yourself a massive favor and just turn off social media, to be honest. Remove all those temptations to A, slag your ex off in public, and B, hurt yourself more by comparing yourself to everyone else's um, inadvertent commas, perfect lives, um, including, you know, especially your ex. Number four is to stare out the window. This was literally my homework from my business coach for quite some time. If you're busying yourself with distractions so you don't feel what you're feeling, this is the one for you. Grab a big mug of herbal tea or a glass of water and stare out the window. Stuff might come up. Um, the first time I did it, I had what my friends and I affectionately call the snot bubbles. And everything I'd been holding in and was trying not to feel all came out and I felt so much better for it. Number five is declutter. Decluttering is also weirdly magical. You can't underestimate the energy that lives in things. When you clear a space, it's like you create a vacuum for positivity to fill it. I have a friend who is a professional declutterer and I will link to her business in the show notes because she helped me so much at the start of my divorce and I tell her all the time how much she's changing people's lives. Honestly, it's incredible and has amazing knock-on effect because I often start to then believe in myself and my abilities so much more when I've had a good declutter. Number six is to sell the things you declutter. You might not want to have anything that has been given to you by your ex or reminds you of them. So sell it and buy nice new things with the money. My next one is to run some errands. Now, errands are like my nemesis. I really hate them. But on the days when I feel like I'm making no progress or I'm a waste of space, if I can tag an errand onto doing something I like, like seeing a friend, I feel so much better for ticking off that job. And in a similar vein, my next one is tackle some life admin. I 
also hate filling out forms. I've become so much better at all my life admin since becoming single and it's had such a big impact on my self-esteem. I'm not as useless as I thought I was. You'll have your own version of running errands or form filling that you will put off forever and the key is baby steps. Just get started and soon you'll realise you can do it. It wasn't as bad as you thought and your confidence will grow with it. Now my next one, you can take or leave, but I suggest during this tricky time to quit drinking, at least for a little while, because alcohol is a depressant and it's also highly addictive. That's two things you just don't need when you feel bad anyway. It kind of fuels the fire. Plus, it might encourage you to make some bad decisions like Facebook stalk your ex um, and the more you lean on it to numb the worse you're going to feel and the more likely you will to lean on it again you know it's a circle so the same kind of goes for sugar but definitely drugs and other addictive substances number 10 on my list is get some sleep I absolutely love sleeping I go to bed early and I nap on the regular. So if all else fails and I feel like a crap person, I sleep. It's a particularly great technique for when you can't figure something out. Try to ask yourself a question just before you go to sleep and often your unconscious brain will come up with the answer when you wake up. It's like a magic trick. Alrighty, so we're going to have a very quick break and then I'm going to tell you my last trick for boosting your mood and it's the one that probably had the biggest difference for me. I just wanted to tell you quickly about my divorce retreat, Heartache Hall, because tickets are now on sale and I'm really excited about it. So divorce is shit, right? You wanna hide in a cave and I don't think it's just me who feels like that. But you also have loads of practical stuff to sort out, some of which you might have zero experience in. Legal and financial management springs to mind. To survive my divorce, I threw everything at it. I spent a lot of money on different things and learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Now, I know there are many retreats out there, wonderful retreats that get to the heart of your pain, but it was also the practical stuff that I struggled with, particularly around money. Heartache Hall is basically the retreat that I needed, that I didn't even realize I needed. And in my opinion, it's the perfect combination of emotional and practical support. It will save you so much time and heartache and even money because you'll leave with a really clear plan. And the really priceless thing for me is that you'll find your tribe a group of women who are going through the same things you are and together you can support each other as you navigate your divorce. At the retreat you'll learn how to manage your emotions, you will have tackled your blocks around planning your future and have learned some critical mindset adjustments that give you permission to create the life of your dreams, to connect to hope and to prioritize joy. So. If you visit Heartache Hall, you can get loads more info. That's heartachehall.com. You can book your tickets there and you can even organize a call with me to see 
if you think the retreat is a good fit for you. Um, also, feel free to message me through the chat. Okay, so welcome back. We have been talking about ways that you can boost your mood when you're going through this stressful time of divorce. And the last one, which was probably the most helpful for me, is gratitude and manifesting. And I know that gratitude is a very over used word and I can feel you rolling your eyes at me but hear me out. What I do is I'll sit in a chair, I've got a nice new journal and I'll write exactly what I want my life to be like but I'll do it as a gratitude. So basically it's as if it's already happened. I'll write, I'm so happy and grateful that I live in a million pound house overlooking the sea. Just me? It doesn't need to be as grandiose as that, but make sure you focus on what you do want and not what you don't. Try to reword anything you want to change into a positive. So in the case of divorce, it might be, I am so happy and grateful that my divorce is over. I have exactly what I need from the settlement and my voice and needs have been heard. Thank you for helping me to create a safe, stable and secure future for myself and my children. This has been no less than life-changing for me and I, it can be for you too. Ignore any thoughts that this is stupid and what if your dad or your mum or your friend finds out? No one's going to read your book. It's your private journal for creating the life you want and... The power it has to change your mood and focus your energy is transformational. Okay, so what do you think? Let me know if you give any of these things a try. And also, if you have any tips you would add, you can get in touch with me through Instagram at hharveywrites or via my website, hannahharvey.uk. And I would love to hear from you. I'll leave you with this quote from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. People are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out. But when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there is light from within. Have an amazing week. I'm Hannah Harvey and you have been listening to Happily Ever After. As always, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have a friend who might enjoy this podcast, then please do share it with them.